road just paying my dues Wearing holes in an old man's shoes Well, my knees are weak, there just ain't much left to lose I'm so tired of being a stranger I wanna put the brakes on this old train I wanna lay me down and cry through all these blues It's like a blind leading the blind I'm so lost within Where of all the reasons to keep on you listening to the PCAST presented by CDE Lightband. Each week we take you around all speed the athletics part and occasionally the OVC. Thanks to our good friends at CDE. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger. Welcome to the nation's top rank all speed podcast. Trying and failing and trying yet again. Casey, how are you now? Good and you? Not so bad. Uh, busy week for me last week. Busy week for you this week. Uh, busy week, I think, is going to be the, uh, the standard going forward. Uh, Men's basketball, three games over a, I guess what you'd call a long weekend, Thursday, Saturday, Monday. Um, you take the good, you take the bad. Obviously, Belmont. Maybe more uh, good than bad. I would definitely say more good than bad. Uh, Belmont is unbeaten in this league for a reason right now and proved to be a very tough out on Thursday. I thought we played very, very well until the last couple of minutes and just had a hard time getting shots to fall when we need them to fall the most. Um, Tennessee State on Saturday, um, we are significantly better than Tennessee State. I think that's a fair assessment. Don't you think that's a fair assessment? I would say that's the fairest of assessments. And I would say that we are significantly better than SAU Edwardsville, and the score reflected that on Monday. But I will give – Props to SIU Edwardsville because that is a team that is better than they have been in a long time with a lot of youth that is only going to get better from here. I they also have to play 97 games in the next 20 days. There's that too. There's that too. Definitely don't take that out of consideration. Uh, I would not want to see them in the OVC tournament except for the part where they actually do play like 97 games in the next 20 days. And I imagine no matter how youthful and spry they are, their legs will be a little bit tired by that point. They're going to be a wee bit, wee bit wore out. I think it's going to be a war of attrition to get to the OVC tournament. And just, you gotta, whoever doesn't have to play 18 billion games the week heading in in order to hit the magic number to qualify is going to be in pretty good shape. That's, that's why you have to kind of envy Belmont right now in a way because they've been able to play most of their schedule as it was scheduled. But also, you kind of got that little threat hanging over, looming over them of, oh, gosh, it hasn't gotten to them very badly yet. Might right. You gotta, it's like the opposite of their women's team. Like the Belmont men's team has played all their games and hasn't really had any problems. Their women's team has played five conference games, and it's, they have a game schedule for like every day for the next month. So you almost, it almost is like, well, the women's team, like, you know, they're not going to get shut down again. Probably. I mean, yeah, probably. So it's a weird, it's a weird time. Feels like we said that once a podcast for nearly a year now. Uh, uh, in in other exciting Austin news, Claire LaRose preseason, um, what are you calling that? What's that thing that the OVC does? OVC players to watch. So not preseason all OVC, but oh, it, it's There's more no of a if, if we did an all OVC, it might look a little something like this. Is that kind of the gist of it? Right. There's there's no joting, jo- voting. There's joting. no joting. 
there's no choting or voting. Um, it's just uh, each of the SIDs picks who we think our player to watch is for the season. We send it in, and they're on the player to watch list. And I think our player to watch is the girl that's put us in points for the past two seasons. I think it's pretty fair, pretty fair assessment of our team. More than likely, yes. Um, how's signing day going today, bud? Uh, it's good. You know, we're signing lots of people. The Chattanooga Times Free Press won't let me read anything, and that's where we are. Support local journalism, man. Make that make that publication purchase. Well, if the Chattanooga Times Free Press wants me to uh, use their information, they're going to need to uh, not make me pay. I will not be purchasing it. How many signees do we have coming coming along between between <laughs> FAA agreements and just regular NLIs? It's like twenty five, right? There's like twenty five new ones, and then there's also three from the fall that we still have on the sheet we're working through. So that is a lot of new bodies. Yeah, that's a lot of new people. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty. Uh, it seems like we got some good players. We got a lot. I've got a couple of uh, pretty good athletes here. A couple, uh, a lot of guys that I'm seeing run track as well. A lot of receivers doing that. So that's always a good sign because I like the receivers that can scoot a little. I do like the receivers that can scoot a little. I also like the ones that can catch the ball and scoot a little as well. Oh, uh, well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. We've got the ones that are catching and scooting. That's that's the combo. That's the combo you're after there, bud. You love the good. Uh, we have one of the one of the receivers that was a former quarterback. You love that conversion. So, you you mean the old Benico Harley play? The old Benico Harley play. We, we love the old Benico Harley play. I, 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 got a, uh, I'm excited to keep that in the playbook for years to come. Yeah, we've got a we've got a receiver from Benico Harley's old school. Well, if one's good, more is better. Definitely go back to the well on that one. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, just more Benico, please. Yeah, just if if you could, if if you're from, he's not Ramsey. He's uh, I thought he was Ramsey. Uh, I thought Cordell was Ramsey. I thought they were both, both Ramsey. from Ramsey. They might both be from Ramsey. Which, if that's the case, go get players from Ramsey seems like it's a pretty decent little yeah they seem to be doing all right hold on decent spot Benico's from Benico Harley he is from Ramsey so yeah keep recruiting the Ramsey guy yeah keep 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 it coming get that pipeline from Ramsey to Clarksville uh coming full blast uh let's discuss something that I know you hate followed by something you love uh the Nolan Arenado trade. Do you just want like two it minutes? Wasn't a trade. It wasn't a trade. Do you just want two minutes to like get it off your chest, get it out in the open? If you want to call that a trade, I, we're we're talking. I mean, that's it's not a trade. It's the Cardinals stealing the Rockies' best player for nothing, and getting paid for it. They got fifty million and Arenado for who? Austin Gomber. Yeah, if that's a real person. I mean, I don't know. Hooray! I mean, what a joke. What a joke. The Rockies should be punished. I mean, they are being punished. They paid $50 million for the best player they have to go away. They should, have to, they should have to trade the Reds' Trevor Story, just to be fair. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. Fair is fair. That is they should have fair. to send the Reds 50 mil and Trevor Story for, like, I don't know, pick our 15th best prospect. Like, you guys can have um, – Tony Santillan or something. 
eventually he's going to run it. Their ownership is going to run out of $50 million to throw in his sweeteners to also trade their best players away. Right. Well, I just don't get it. It makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. The Rockies weren't bad. No, but they weren't going to, they were a very distant third to, the Padres and Dodgers moving forward. Right, but you look at that offense and you've got Arenado Blackman story. Like not anymore. You don't. Well, yeah. David Dahl too. Like you could do something. with Not that. anymore. You don't They did. They 86 doll. Remember? You're right. But yeah. they could have done something with that. Just a couple players away. I feel like, and instead there's that, I mean, that, that 50 mil could have been better used. Probably. Yes. Well, let's talk about <laughs> something you do like now which is the return of a college football video game. Very excited. Um, the news shook not... the landscape yesterday. That's one of those uh, things where, you know, you always hear the, uh, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't, oh, yay, yay, maybe they're going to do, oh, no. And then yesterday, just bombshell, boom, here we go. I'm very excited. Um, I cannot wait to be in year 17 of a dynasty winning my like 10th straight national title and getting any recruit I want. Very excited. So you're Nick Saban, but for like Northern Illinois? Uh, just wherever I end up. I usually pick like a Mac school or something to start at. Sometimes I'll start as like an OC even to make it even harder and work your way up and wherever you get the big job at, you just turn them into a, into a, into a into Nick Saban team essentially yeah pretty fun actually yeah. the most fun one can have they could charge like a thousand dollars for the ps5 new college football game bundle and i don't think many people would even i wouldn't blink and i'd be like yep here I you go no, nope yeah thousand dollars that's reasonable yeah here that's 100 yep i'm in yeah gimme 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 you have to buy a ps5 now i know a lot of people have to buy a ps5 now I think I might see what the what the PS5 situation's like here in a couple months when the new uh, it'll be the show comes out. Because did you see Tatis on the cover of that? That's a cool cover they put out. Yesterday. They have a Jackie Robinson special edition cover I saw today. That they always do do a so special edition. Neat. I bought the King Griffey Jr. special edition cover a couple years ago. It, it came with like some other cool stuff, but uh, I have to look up the Jackie Robinson one now that you say that. I think I'm gonna wait until there's an actual NCAA football game because that's it's like what I'm here for like I don't do FIFA I don't do the show I don't really do 2k very often I used to play 2k right now it's mostly the show and a little bit of Red Dead Redemption but I think I think I might check it out and see what the see what the landscape's like the time the show comes out it'll probably still be prohibitively expensive but you know right at least we at least we pay you nothing. I could always just get the show on PS4 again, but then that seems like it's going in the wrong direction that I need to be in. This will probably be the last year they do uh, the show for PS4. Yeah. If, if, if I had a hard date on when college football, if I knew college football wasn't coming out until after like the 22 show came out, and I, I would just buy it on PS4 and wait another year. Yeah. But like if college football comes out in like October – and I still have to play the show on PS4. I'm not going to be thrilled about that. So. Oh, yeah. You can't move over from system to system anymore. Yeah, I don't think you can. Stupid PlayStation. Yeah. 
still better than Xbox. Oh, 100%. Back Ollie. Um, Xbox finally got on the show this year, though. Yeah, that, you know, it only took them, what, 15 years of being lapped by one of the most prestigious game titles. Well, I kind of liked it being exclusive to Sony, PS4, because I could make fun of all the Xbox people who had Xbox because they couldn't play the best game, but... Whatever. From what I know of Xbox people, they're not real... If it meant that much to them, they'd have gotten a PS4. Yeah. Guess so. Yeah. I guess this week, since we since I got you over the hump of the Arenado trade, we'll end on a bit of a bittersweet note on the first half of the segment. Uh, lost two of our longtime most beloved governors to new opportunities and new situations last week. Uh, Katie Locke, has, as we alluded to in the last podcast, moved on. Uh, to greener pastures somewhere outside of the realm of college athletics. And we wish her the very best of luck going forward. And also, we'd be remiss not to offer hearty congratulations to Cedric McKinney, who retired after a long, long, long career at Austin State University uh, that predates me and practically everyone I know. Um, Literally one of the top three longest tenured people in the department. Department heck, probably the university. I have no idea what we're going to do without said. Uh, Who's got to be in our department? Just Bud? Bud, and, and I think it is just Bud. I'll t- there's, there's, some of those, there's some of those teachers over there with tenure that have been here. And Bud doesn't have him beat that much. Bud was hired like a month before said. Right. But... Um. Good for said. We we are proud yeah, of happy him. For you. We're happy for you guys. Wish him the very best moving forward. You gotta miss seeing we... said at uh, Swan Lake every Saturday. In the I will miss seeing said at, at every ball game. I will miss going down and plopping on the couch in Katie's office to shoot the bull. But we soldier on, much like our guest this week, Bucky Williams of the Austin football team, getting ready. For the spring 2021 portion of the football season, we will be back with him right after this. Cleaning out the dark is a corner of my mind. Taking all my full circle, making straight lines, and getting to the bottom of the bottom, getting to me. It's been a hot minute since the girls were on the gridiron, but in just a few short weeks, their title defense begins when OVC play begins. And today, one of the most integral parts of that team sits down with us on the PCAST as we welcome O line stalwart and preseason all OVC choice, Bucky Williams. Bucky, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Kobe? I'm doing all right. So how many coaches, head coaches, are you on now since you got here? So if you count the end time with Coach Lovins, it makes four. Is this how you thought your Austin Peay career would go, where it would just be so much change in such a short period of time? Well, you're told during the recruiting process you signed to a university and not a coach. But I don't think anybody expected four coaches in four years, you know. What's changed about you since you arrived in Clarksville? 
So the biggest thing for me once I moved to Clarks was just learning how to do things on my own. Because, you know, when you're at home, you have your parents around you all the time. And for me, it's just learning how to be independent and do things for myself, manage my time, make sure I go place to place where I need to be. How did you come to be called Bucky? Okay, so this, I mean, so when before I was born, my dad wanted to call me Bucky, right? My mom was like, I'm not putting that on the birth certificate. She's like, if I do, we're getting the divorce. So I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So when I was about nine or 10, he just started calling me Bucky because there's nothing she could do at that point. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, how'd you, how'd you wind up on the offensive line? Another funny story. So all through rec league, I was a quarterback from about five years old till I was about 12. I played quarterback, surprising, I know. So I played quarterback... But once I got into middle school, I just – I couldn't keep up with the skilled players. So, like, well, you're big enough. You're going to offensive line. And from there, I just – I embraced the role of being an offensive lineman. I just – I soared, just learned how to do it and loved the position. With your background as a quarterback, did that make you more appreciative of the intricacies that you'd have to learn about being a lineman and give you a kind of a better knowledge of how the line functions as a unit? I think it just helped me understand the offense as a whole. You know, it helped me It helped me understand why I'm blocking this way and not that way and why the running back is on one side going to the other side and just how the whole offense just works together as one whole unit. There's more to being a lineman than being a big dude. Talk about the technique work and the film work. And, you know, if you put a foot out of place, it can completely derail an entire play. Yeah, well, you think about it, you got to have five guys working as one as the offensive line. If one person doesn't make their block, the whole play is busted. So, I mean, you really got to have a good, like, cohesive unit to have a good offensive line. It's not just about being big either. So, because like me, I know I'm big, but I'm not the biggest dude we have. I'm actually one of the smaller guys that we have on the line. So, for me to be as good as I am and as good as I want to be, I have to get good with technique. So, I have to be able to use the leverage that I have and that I can create to move somebody in front of me that doesn't want to be moved. So you got to find a way to move somebody against their will is what I'm trying to say. How do you measure success for yourself as a lineman? Because you don't get stats. You measure success is just if you're winning games or not, because if you're winning games and you're scoring points as an offense, you know, you're doing your job because without us, I mean, we're not going to score points. You're a third generation division one football player have like, just what's that like to, to have that knowledge of the game going back down to your dad and your granddad? I mean, you, you just grow up in it. It's in your blood. I mean, it's just something, it's sort of a pressure to where you have, you have to succeed. So like, I know when I was in high school, I had that pressure. I mean, like I knew I had to go play college football because my dad did it and my granddad did it before me. So it's just sort of something that I've always known that I wanted to do. And I sort of felt like I had to do. Is it a making them proud kind of thing, or is it just continuing that legacy? I'd say it's a little bit of both because you obviously want to make your parents proud and your grandparents proud, but I'd hate to be the one person, the one person in my family that didn't go play college football. Cause you got you know, your brother now at UTC as well, right? Yes, yeah, So he's down at UTC playing. Did you have knowledge that you passed down to him in terms of the recruiting process and how modern college football works that your dad and your granddad couldn't really pass down to you guys? Yeah, I mean, it goes back to the first topic about 
you signed to a university and not a school or you signed to a university and not a coach. I mean, so you, I told him the one thing, I mean, the coaches are going to, they're going to, they're going to go and they're going to leave, but the university is always going to be there. So you got to find a place that you know, you love and a place that you won't mind being there for four or five years, whether the coaches are there or not. That's the one thing I really tried to push to push to him to think about. You won a title. I mean, that's kind of the pinnacle of what you're trying to do in right. this sport. What was the experience like? It's surreal. I mean, signing to Austin P, they've won, what, five games in the past 10 years? You know, so thinking about that in high school, you're signing to a school that doesn't have really much of a winning record and going. So I redshirt my first year. I don't play any football. Then coming in and starting, and then you win 11 games. It's sort of a surreal feeling because you feel like you're a part of something special something that's only been done one time before in history. Did you expect to have that kind of success in your first year? No, I, I didn't personally, no, sir. I mean, but how? When, but you can't really expect something like that either. When did you know something special was happening? I'd say, hold on. I'd say after we beat Jack State. You take down the big season. team. You take down the big team in the conference, and it's it's kind of like, hey, who's left out there? It's us. Right, because you think about it, the past five years, they've won conference the past five years and haven't lost one conference game. So then we go in and we beat them by 20 points. It's like we we might have something here. We might be able to make a run at this. The way you guys were lauded during that time, did you feel – did you feel kind of like – I don't know, the equivalent would be like a rock star or just something. Cause you, you were so, you were so looked up to at this university for what you were able to do. And I mean, you still are, but you know, a lot's changed since right. that time. And that time period, how did that, how did your perception on this campus <laughs> go? I mean, I know for, I didn't, I try, I didn't try to play into the media. I just tried to, show up, go to work, and not play into what everybody says. Because say we lose a game like we didn't get to Tennessee State, everybody thought we were the worst, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't ride the emotional roller coaster of the media. And now you're here, you got a, you got another season getting started in just yes, a few short weeks, and you're adjusting to a new staff right. again. Yep. Have you gotten – is it almost comfortable now to just be adjusting to a new staff every 18 months or so? In place of having the continuity, you just know, all right, in 18 months, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be adjusting again. Right. And I think that, I think it's just how what college football is becoming. Cause you think about it, if you don't win your first year or two, you're out. And I think that's what, I think that's what a lot of college athletes are getting used to doing. I mean, think, you just got to prove yourself all over again. So, I mean, it, for me, is it, it doesn't matter who the coach is. It's just, I know that I'm going to go play for Austin P and our university and for the boys on the field with me. Does everybody have that mindset? Because it seems like it would be difficult. It would it would be difficult to get to that point without having to experience it a bunch of times. Sure, I know. I know when Coach Hood first came in, nobody wanted Healy to leave. So yeah, it was sort of hard for us to like get rid of the feelings that we had for the old coaching staff. But now they're on head coach three and four. I mean, it's just sort of a process. You're like, okay, they're going to come in, do their thing, and we'll be just fine again. You're ready to play. Bucky, what is your favorite word? Mentality. What is your least favorite word? Soft. Who or what inspires you? 
my father. What is the last book you read for fun? I actually have it right here. Hold on, let me let me get it out. It's called Leadership Skills That Drive Change. And you just picked that up for a bit of light reading. Wow. Yes, yeah, sir, because I'm learning how to I'm I'm trying to become a better leader on and off the field. Is that something that the coaches kind of charge you with, or is that something you're taking upon yourself? I think it's just a role that I've stepped up into and on the team. I think that I thought it's it's my time to step up and take leadership. What is your worst habit? Worst habit? I'd say it's procrastination. What app on your phone gets the most use? I put a lot of time into YouTube. I'll tell you that. Really? Like just down a rabbit hole? You watch one video, you watch another one, you watch another one, just keeps going from there. Yes, sir. What is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Terrifying situation. I mean, I hate to get all sad, but when my father died, that was, that was pretty terrifying. How old were you? 13. I found I out the day after you. my last football game, last middle school football game, he was driving home, got in a car accident. I can't imagine at that age and yes, with sir. your younger brother as well, how much you had to step up in your, in the course of your life. Right. And I mean, it's hard, but it's made me the man who I am today. What do you reckon your brother thinks of what you were, what you had to do? I mean, I hope he'd be proud of me, you know, because I want to make my parents proud, but I want to make my brother just as proud. I mean, I hope he would, I hope he understands the things that I did at the time. And I hope that he understands the things that I did to him were to help him. And we, we don't always understand at the time that we might not like what somebody's doing, but it's in our best interest. And I hope that he understands that that's why I did some of the things that I did. What is your idea of happiness? Happiness. Being able to spend time with my family, just being around them. What is your idea of misery? Not being around them. You're from... I'm trying to remember where you're from. Uh, Ringgold? Yes, sir. How often do you get to be around them? Because I know your brother's off at UTC as well. Right. I try to go home as often as I can, but now that we're in season, I won't be home till May. So I FaceTime and text as much as possible. As your, did UTC opt out last fall and they're playing in spring as well? They played one. They played one game, and that was against WKU. But now they are playing in the spring, but I think they decided to only play five instead of seven games. What? How's your mom decide where she's going on a given weekend? <laughs> Whoever's closer. Ah, that, that makes sense. That's a good system. She said, if UTC's playing, I'm going there. I'm sorry. <laughs> what makes you self-conscious? Not knowing if I'm good enough. What is the most embarrassing song you love? Golly, embarrassing song that I love. Um, I would have to say 
Rain on Me by Lady Gaga. I like that song. Don't know why, but I do. Some songs you just hear worms. It's catchy. Let's go back to the self-conscious thing for a sec. Yes, sir. Not knowing if you're good enough, how do you know? I guess you never really do, but you just hope the things that you're doing pays off. And somebody, I guess the way that you know you're good enough is somebody else tells you you are. That positive reinforcement. I guess that's really the only way that I know. How would you prefer to die? I'd rather not know. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? If I died, I'd like to come back as like a bird of some sort so I can fly over and see everything that's going on and watch down on people. What might prompt you to lie? Being wrong. Even though I'm wrong, I don't want to admit it. So I might tell you that I'm not. (laughs) I hate to say it, but. No, that's, I, I, I love getting those answers. What makes you hopeful? Hopeful. I mean, hopeful for what? Just like in general? Yeah. Just having the opportunity to get better, that makes me hopeful. Knowing that I can do better for myself and knowing that I have a, I have my whole future ahead of me, that makes me very hopeful. What is our purpose in life? I think everybody else, I think everybody has their own individual purpose. I think God puts us on this planet for, for many different reasons. Like for me, I'm still searching for my purpose. I don't know what that is yet, but hopefully the next couple of years, I'm going to find it. Regardless of who it is, what is one question you would ask our next guest? What motivates you to get up every day? What's the answer for you? Making, making my parents and my brother proud. Last week, Justin Lowe asked, who would win in a fight between an orangutan and a jaguar? Oh, my goodness. How big is the orangutan? Just normal I think size? it's just, just, yeah, just your standard size orangutan. Man. I'm going to have to go with the orangutan. That's what he said, too. It's more of a, if you let the jaguar get close, the orangutan's going to go to town, I think. Right. I mean, the ring thing does have a poseable thumb, so you can grab something and hit it with it. There's that, too. I didn't even think about that. You grab a rock or something. So you, we're looking for a orangutan that's got good aim with a rock. Right. <laughs> I bet that's out there. That's out there, definitely. So you are considered, let me see if I've got eligibilities correct right now. Redshirt sophomore? With the COVID year back, yes. Okay. I mean, not because you've got forever in a day to go in terms of your college eligibility, but what are you thinking in terms of your COVID year and your just the rest of the time you've got available here? I mean, as of now, I can play until the fall of 2023. That seems like a long time from now. Well, saying I came in in 2018, that is a while. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm going to play my four years for sure. My four years. I mean, fifth year, I don't know. It gives my body health, if my body can handle it, sure. What about the next level? Have you given any thought to that? I mean, yeah, but 
I'm sort of realistic with it. I'm not the the prototype guy, the 6'5", 330. So I'm sort of realistic with my host. But, yeah, I'd love the opportunity. But if not, I'm not going to be – I'm not going to be devastated. I think everybody believes somewhere that uh, I, if X, Y, and Z break correctly, of course I can, I can get there. And you're, it sounds like you've also started making like some longer term plans outside of football as well. Do you, do you have any idea of what that might be? Like I said, I'm still trying to find my purpose in my, and then love trying to figure out what I love to do, but I have to be realistic with myself and think that, if I don't make it to the NFL, what then, you know, so I got to start planning for down the road when it doesn't work out or if it doesn't work out. What are you thinking coaching or is that just too far into the future to really ponder? I mean, I'd love to coach, but I just don't know if I have the patience for it. To be a coach, you have to be very patient because it's just, it's just like being a teacher. You got to teach somebody how to do something the way you want it done. And people just have habits that they do not want to break. And it's so hard to break those habits on some people. Well, that's for the future. Right now, you got title to win. You got a degree to earn. You got got the rest. Like you said, you got the rest of your life ahead of you. Uh, Bucky Williams, thank you so much for coming on, taking a few minutes out of your day, man. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Thank you. I appreciate having me, Colby. Thanks to Bucky for coming on, taking a few minutes out of what is a very busy time for him and the governors as they get set for their upcoming season. Also getting set for a busy week. The governor's men's basketball team on the road for three more. Two of what will probably be the toughest roadies in the league this year. To Eastern Kentucky on Thursday night, to Moorhead State on Saturday. Are they both in the mid-major poll? Uh, both of those are ranked in the mid-major poll, as a matter of fact. Yeah, EKU I Moorhead up to 12. at 25. Yeah, EKU up to 12 and Moorhead at 25. Those would be a couple of pretty good wins to get this week, I think. No, yeah, those are some uh, skins to get on that wall. And the last time we were uh, up at Moorhead State, Terry Taylor hung a 40-burger on the Eagles two years ago. Let's reprise that. Let's run that back. Let's run the old 40 I would like play to run again. the 40 burger player play again. Yeah, we should do that more often, really. All three games in, between now and when next we'll talk have been moved up in terms of their game times. Uh, EKU's up an hour. Moorhead State's up two to 1 p.m. Central, which, whoo-hoo, yay. I am so excited. I'd be driving home from that one. And then uh, UT Martin's up a couple hours on Monday as well because 8 p.m. did seem a little bit ridiculous for a single game. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. We got two more programs starting up this very week. Volleyball and this men's week. golf this very week. What are the golfers up to? They are hosting Western Kentucky 
in a single day, I think single round event over at Clarksville Country Club, uh, just to say they well mano a mano. Yeah, just a just a heads up. Here's my five. Here's your five. Let's see who takes who down. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I think that'll we'll, be. Let's get after it. Yeah, let's get. Is it a little match play that. or is it? Uh, are they playing match play? Uh, I don't know. I wish I had more information for you. I will. I will bet they will. If they do a stroke play portion, I would not be surprised if they followed it up with the match play portion because I know Robbie Wilson loves him some match play. Who doesn't love some match play? I love some match I, play. I mean, I hate match play because I'm a terrible rancid golfer, but I can see its appeal to good golfers. I mean, it's easier to keep up if you're a match play compared to strokes. This is uh, probably true, yes. So it might be good for your terrible rancid golfing. I just have to find somebody who's worse than me. Yeah. I don't oh, think there are many people that fit that bill. Women's basketball's got a couple of rescheduled games this week, or excuse me, next week, because they're on a bit of a pause here this week. The women are going to play TSU next Tuesday at noon in the Dunn Center. And guess what? Free admission! Yeah, so you, uh, if you're bored next Tuesday around uh, old noon o'clock, get on down to the Dunn Center and watch the Govs and the Tigers. And then the uh, postponed Moorhead game is going to be played on Monday, February 15th. We don't have a time for that one. And the postponed Eastern Kentucky game will be played on Monday, February 2nd at 4.30 in Richmond, Kentucky. So uh, Monday, February 2nd. Are you going back in time? Uh, 22nd. The 22nd. <laughs> I mean, Sweet. <laughs> the, the, the schedule has gotten so convoluted we have to time travel now, man. That'd be, that'd be cool. That would be fun. I think uh, that we actually do the time travel. I, I think that would be for the best. Uh, we have an Austin P. Governor participating in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, former head coach, former quarterback Rick Christbell, now coaching the tight ends down in Tampa Bay. Uh, we'll be on the sideline for the Bucks. What do you reckon him and Gronk talk about? Uh, the same thing, Gronk. Gronk talks about with everybody. I don't think it matters who Gronk's talking to. I think Gronk talks about what Gronk wants to talk about. That's pretty cool. I could I could see that. I could see that being the case. Uh, Super Bowl picks. He got. I like the Chiefs. I also begrudgingly like the Chiefs. I do think there is some potential there for with the Chiefs not having. Eric Fisher and the Bucks pass rush being so good that they can get to Mahomes perhaps better than nearly any team he's faced this season. But what his inherent Mahomes, his inherent Mahomesiness really does lead me to believe he will probably be okay. Yeah, Don't when look. the Chiefs when the Chiefs want a Mahomes and that offense wants to do its thing, I feel like uh, there's not many people that are going to do much about it. Unfortunately. Gosh, I, I mean, for so you. Much. I hate to think so much. So uh, you're cheering for the Bucks, huh? Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. I would love to be wrong about this. Oh, no, I'm going to cheer for the Chiefs because I want to cheer for Tom Brady. I don't like cheering for Tom Brady. This is – I'm not enjoying myself at all right now, but it is very much a lesser of two evils things for me. I don't have anything 
against the Chiefs, really. So, well, I do. They're the Chiefs. Is that They're all? Bad people. They're bad do you people. like them more or less than the Broncos? Oh, yeah. Uh, probably more. Yeah, probably more. Wow, that's big. It's not what I expected to hear. I really hate the Broncos and have for basically my entire adult life. I mean, the Chiefs just got good in the last few years, really, after years of wandering in the desert. The Broncos were, you know, winning Super Bowls in my formative years, so it was a lot easier to develop a raw, searing hatred for them and John Elway and Terrell Davis and that group. Well, it'll be a good one. Hopefully. I hope it's not like a 43-9 just beating from Jump Street. I would like to watch a fun Super Bowl. It would be. We deserve a fun Super Bowl, but the way things are going, we probably won't get it. You know what else we deserve? What do we deserve? We deserve to help Haley Meyer out and steer you towards her. So you can do some community service in the Clarksville area. Haley has all the opportunities for you to see her for that stuff. Be on the lookout in your email each week. Ryan comes updates on seminars and other things for you to enjoy. I will be on a seminar February night because we have actually sank below the bottom of the barrel, and I am considered something of, I guess, an expert in some particular field. I don't know. It's all very convoluted and complicated, and I feel bad. What are you? What are you? What are you doing a seminar in? What are you the expert on? I think social media and like how you can use your brand to elevate your profile and by extension also use it to uh you know not look as appealing as you might for prospective employers sure yeah yeah like i said that i'm that i'm considered smart on anything is really more of an indictment on the rest of you all right well uh you know what else people can do with social media um probably ruin their lives they could, but they could also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go Pete or our official Facebook account called Austin P. Governors. Uh, shout out to our friend, friend Robin, for all of the videos she's making on those accounts and our, and our, our, our colleague, our acquaintance. Peer? Eric, our peer. Is he our peer? I mean, he's your peer. That's fair. Let's go p.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey Cody Bush, myself, doing things over there all day, every day, pretty much in the name of Austin P. Hey, football starting up soon. Basketball's still going. You're going to need uh, tickets to watch the Gubs. You know how you're going to get those tickets? Get um, in contact with. Oh, you know who we got to get in contact with now? Our ticket guru, Johnny Mitchell. He's got all the information you can use to get in the game. Yesterday, we sent out some info on football tickets. Only February is not the time for that, but I think we can agree. Yeah, it's not normal. Not a normal year at all, but you can still find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating and review on the podcast, five stars, five stars. And if you want to suggest a guest, let us know if a local or on campus event we shout out. Watch us scream at our televisions in real time on Sunday. Tweet us. I'm at CWilson225. He's at C underscore Craig19. Shout out JLo's dad. Shout out Steve Willis. Shout out the Cali Burrito at West Coast Tacos. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.
Brazil, quite an 